Marhaba and welcome to a very special Mondays with Manal. Today, as we wrap up Mental Health Awareness Month, we are going to talk about mental health and the workplace. The topic of mental health at work has made significant progress, yet today it is still such a challenge. And when we ask ourselves why, think about the stigma, the stigma that's associated with it in various societies and cultures is, is predominantly the key root or factor of the challenges that we face today. Look, I'm going to not take any sides. I'm going to stay sort of neutral. And I feel that's very important for a lot of leaders. Look, even as a leader, if you do not personally believe in it, it's crucial to prioritize mental health by creating an environment that supports it and setting aside all and any personal biases. Because as objectivity remains, it is not a secret, and lots of studies and lots of pilot groups have shown that flourishing employees in thriving cultures contribute to more productive workplaces, higher innovation, and better collaboration. So if these are the end state goals that we are looking for as companies and corporations, then we really need to level up our own stigmas and biases. All good strategies start with identifying the problem. To improve on mental health strategies in the workplace, it's so crucial to tackle the root cause, which is stigma, something that is not really put at the forefront and probably why we aren't succeeding like we should be in creating thriving environments for our employees. There, I read a great article from HSI, which also references an amazing article from McKinsey, and they both talk about stigmas and how they're impacting workplace mental health strategies. If we define stigma as HSI and McKinsey define it, it's defined as the shame, the bias, and the prejudice faced by those who face mental health or substance abuse issues. Although these conditions are often related to genetics and biology, they are not treated equally or treated equally or similarly to chronic illnesses. This is so important. It's high time we realize the harmful impacts of stigma and adopt more compassionate approaches towards our initiatives and really, you know, have passion and have an understanding that if we want our workplace environments to have productive and thriving employees, that this is an initiative that should not be last on the list. And ask yourself today as a leader, is this even an initiative in your 2023 uh, roadmap? Before we dive into tactical strategies um, to implement mental health initiatives in the workplace, it is so important to understand stigma and its impacts. The National Academy of Medicine outlines three forms of stigma. The first form, which is so important, especially for leaders, is self-stigma. 
This is when we internalize negative assumptions and stereotypes, which leads us to believe we are broken. It harms our sense of self-worth and makes it difficult to seek help for our own mental health um, or how we see others with mental health. Public stigma is society's negative attitude towards people with mental health concerns, and it creates environments where we feel discredited, feared, and ultimately isolated. These are not adjectives that you want to explain or represent workplaces, neither society, but today we're focused on workplaces. Structural stigma, number three, this is institutions. This refers to systematic discrimination and cultural norms and institutional policies, making individuals feel like they don't belong in the workplace, whether it's intentional or not. It's tough. This is a very tough subject, and it is very difficult to tackle tough subjects like this that have feelings associated with it um, when creating your people initiatives uh, at work. But it is ever so important, right? When an individual does not feel like they belong, being stigmatized adds another layer of difficulty. Um, it can make a difference. By, by If we work together and try to break down some of these barriers and build more inclusive work environments, remember, this is a little bit of manalism, respecting others does not require agreement or understanding. If you are leading a team, so important to keep this in mind as a critical, critical component of high-functioning groups so you can have long-term gains with reduced turnover and a thriving environment. We talk about this multiple times, but it is so important, especially in an age where innovation and creativity sets you apart. It's very clear that individuals are very divided on the issue of mental health. McKinsey has conducted studies and the studies show that while most employees think that an anti-stigma campaign would be helpful, think about 75% of them, very few employers, about 22% have actually implemented one. Employers ranked reducing stigma as very low on their list of priorities. This is a problem. We have a big disconnect. And again, put opinions, and biases and what you believe on the side. There is a disconnect. And where there is a disconnect, you have to find a solution to close this gap. It's crucial that we break down these barriers, right? Um, so let's talk about McKinsey's three-pronged approach to helping corporations implement some strategies which really not that difficult to implement. The first, let's talk about McKinsey's three prongs. Prong number one, shift perspectives. Look, we all understand that perspectives hold a great influence, right? But 
negative portrayals, and it's unfortunate, but negative portrayals of mental health have been out there, whether it's been absorbed through, um, you know, people around you, through uh, media, movies, um, shows, if you, uh, readings, literature. Uh, it's so important, right, to sort of help break that mold. And what's one way to break that mold? McKinsey says that it's very important to implement mental health literacy training. But why, right? The why matters. Because even though perspective is super powerful, and this is one of my big mantras, education and knowledge is even more powerful. It is the key to debunk perceptions. And it is so important to have training that helps teams recognize behavioral health challenges in the workplace and sort of <clears throat> break through some of these negative stereotypes. After knowledge and literacy comes recognition and is so important to arm leaders with training that helps them identify distress signals. It is important because um, you can, when you are able to identify and predetermine these signals, you are able to, to provide better support and put actionable solutions in place, right? And the third sub-prong number one is encouraging open communication and sharing of personal stories. When you make it real, when as leaders you show vulnerability, it has a different form of admiration and acceptance and understanding. Very important to for us to embrace this shift of perception. Okay, prong number two, eliminate discriminatory behavior. Look, I get it. This sounds like an impossible and you're like, how do you do this? If we look at the McKinsey survey, it states, right, that 65% of people facing mental health illnesses and 85% with substance use disorders are encountering some sort of feeling where they do not feel that they are included or that they are feeling biases or prejudice against them. This is a problem. This is a problem for, in, in many reasons, I think number one, just from a, a humanity perspective, and then if you think about, you know, how you want your employees to be productive in work, then this is important. Um, there are three ways under this that McKinsey talks about, you know, implementing ways to commit to using non-stigmatized language, um, things like crazy, addict, or any other words out there that create sort of these negative connotations. This all goes back to education, knowledge, and training being implemented. Um, McKinsey talks about including in DEI training, neurodiversity, right? Expand on training that you already have today to include behavioral health challenges, right? Very important. Um, and then I think it's also very important to create paths or avenues where employees feel a comfort level talking to their leadership or a, a channel built, a private line or a helpline to help them speak um, without having this fear of retribution. And these are things that can be implemented super easily and doesn't cost any money.
Solution number three uh, by McKinsey is to treat mental and physical health equally. And how do you do this, right? Well, one, I like this approach, communication of your commitment, making sure that the benefits that are provided to employees cover both mental and physical health, and there's communication around it, right? So it is clear that the company provided healthcare plans cover both behavioral, uh, cover behavioral health services as well, right? Um, it's, it's so important. And as well as ensuring, just like in number two, this sort of overlaps a little bit, but creating um, avenues where there are uh, paths for employees to freely speak and get the help that they're needing, right? Um, making mental health initiatives a priority. If McKinsey's survey says that only 39% of organizations have appointed an executive level leader responsible for overseeing behavioral health, then there is a problem. We have a general problem. Put it in people initiatives. Talk about it as a key people initiative. Have an executive, a leader, sponsor this initiative to show that there is, you know, a commitment to put both physical and mental health at the forefront equally. I think that's, these are really good strategies to implement. They're not very difficult to implement. And, um, you know, these, these are small steps that we can take today to help make an impact and create a better environment um, for our employees. I know. This is not easy, not easy for individuals going through it and very difficult to try to create an environment where you are helping your employees understand and feel that you are there and committed to um, mental health. I My pick of the week is really my recognition of the week and I truly want to recognize a very courageous and brave leader and CEO out there. If you did not catch the Power Up with Manal podcast episode from Thursday, um, I have it linked below. Go to the show page and listen to CEO Ashik Kaku talk about his own personal journey um, when it comes to mental health. We cannot thank Ashik enough for being open and truly being such an admirable leader. Um, thank you again, Ashik, for wearing your vulnerability out on camera and really defining what a leader um, should be. Uh, thank you from myself and the entire Power Up and Market Scale team. You see, stigma and biases exist because it is very difficult to be or have the courage to break free from judgment. That is a little bit of monalism. My favorite quote that I'm going to read you today from one of my favorite philosophers ever. Why do you stay in prison when the door is so wide open. Rumi. My friends, let's walk into this week being 
a little more mindful, a bit more thoughtful, opening our hearts and our minds with understanding and compassion. Cheers.